0: Hey, thanks again for joining us here at Multitudes. If you haven't done so already, we'd love for you to subscribe to our content. That way you can be notified the moment it goes live. A great way to stay connected throughout your week is with the Multitudes Church app. It's free. You can download it wherever you download your apps. But right now, let's go to this week's message. Just for a moment, I want to... Relay a message to you, but before I do, I want to give God glory and give God credit. The Bible says you give credit where credit is due. And some of you may have seen this posted, or if you got here early enough, you may have seen it on the announcement loop, but somewhere in the past week or so, uh, Derek reminded us all that we had reached one million views on YouTube with our ministry of videos and services, and I think you just need to give God and all the people over the years that's made that possible. And what that means is all of the videos that we have, the songs that we've we've put on there. That means collectively they have been uh, viewed over a million times. And and there's one in particular I know that's been viewed probably over a quarter of a million of those just that just one video by itself so we thank God because there's so much more ministry outside of the building than inside of the building and I don't ever do this because I'm not really on a lot of social media at all I mean I am but I'm not like looking at it but I I ran across a tweet this morning that's probably the best prayer tweet that I have ever seen that spoke to me personally, and I want to share it with you and ladies that came to the uh, finding I am. It's actually a tweet by Lisa Turkhurst, and this is what the prayer is Lord, we want to say yes to your assignments, but not run ourselves ragged by saying yes to everyone's request. Help us know the difference. Help us say yes with joy, and no, with grace. And help us release our worries about what others will think of our decisions. And I just think that is so great following up baptismal service where people may be asked, why would you get baptized and all that? And the other side of that is, you know, if you allow the world, they will run you ragged doing things that do not matter and don't matter in eternity, and so you, you you really need to heed what a prayer somebody else is praying, and I'm just sharing it with you because there's, there, there's a wealth of information there, and the message I told you I just wanted to relay to you is a short one, and it's a familiar one if you were here uh, probably around July of last year, when I was sitting on the porch, uh, early Tuesday morning, watching the sun rise, come up over the ocean. And I am not there now. I'm back in SoCo. Amen. We're back home, Dorothy. And so I was watching the sun come up. And I wasn't even, man, I wasn't even doing anything. I, I mean, i probably had read a little bit in my Bible and, and the devotion. But the Lord, just like I'm talking to you right now, it wasn't audible, but it was clear. And then he said, I just need to remind you, you need to remind people Sunday that I am still Jehovah Shammah. Now, you know, last year we, we went through all the names of God. And I said, Remind everybody that God. He said, "Yes." Just remind everybody that 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 saying uh, only comes one time in the Bible. In fact, it's in Ezekiel chapter forty-eight, and Ezekiel is the uh, forty-eight is the last, the very last scripture chapter, rather. And this is what it says. And this was, this was instructions Ezekiel was given concerning the temple and what each gate meant and what everything would be named and called and how it was to be measured out and built and constructed. And the last verse in that book says this, All the way around shall be 18,000 cubits, and the name of the city from that day shall be the Lord is there. And in Hebrew, that saying means... Shama, Jehovah Shama, meaning that the Lord is there. And I just want you to close your eyes for a moment. Father, we just need help. This is so powerful of a book, the greatest words ever penned and collected in a book. Your words, Lord. And so we are finite people and we need help hearing and understanding and processing this, Lord. Because we're made out of dirt. And you know that because you made us. So help us not to distract nor be distracted. And help the word to fall on fertile soil. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord is there; is so important. And at the conclusion of this message, we're going to have prayer. Closing prayer. But we're going to have special prayer. Because the Lord is everywhere, church. Uh, if he sees fit to let it go that far, he's going to be with Sarah and her family in Charlotte tomorrow. She undergoes surgery. He's going to be with Linda Carroll or, as some of us in the family know, Winda Carrot. When Nathan couldn't talk plain, we called her Linda Carroll. So he did the best he could and called her Winda Carrot. And so... We call her Winda Carrot. And when she, Winda Carrot, is in the operating room Wednesday, both of these are serious surgeries. He's going to be there. And you, you might say, well, look, how, how do you know he's going to be there? Now, I, I'm not a believer. I don't, I don't even believe in God. I'm just kind of watching online or I'm here because... Uh, somebody invited me or I knew somebody getting baptized. Well, I can prove to you God is there. In Deuteronomy 31, this was something told to Joshua, and it's in the eighth verse, real simple. It says, and the Lord, the Lord, He is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. The Lord is already there, church, and it doesn't matter. You may not be having surgery, and I understand that, but you may be having a hard time trying to figure out how do I handle this situation? That I didn't even ask for. I've got, I've got to go and I've got to deal with somebody. Or somebody's got to deal with me. And I don't even know what to do about it. I want to tell you that Jehovah Shammah is already there. And the reason he's already there is because he goes before you. Before you were born, every place you would go, and especially as a believer, every step you would take, the Lord loved you enough to go before you to do a reconnaissance and kind of survey and see what would be going on. And so I can stand here with all assurance in the world, and I can proclaim, and I can can give you a great Uh, announcement from the Lord and a reminder that it doesn't matter where you go. David said, if I go and find myself at the gates of hell, the Lord is there. He said, if I go up to a mountain. You know, a lot of people uh, have been trying to climb and conquer Mount Everest. And it wound up sadly conquering people. But you can't go anywhere that the Lord is not already there. He may not like some of the choices we make, but there's one thing about it. I make bad choices and I make bad decisions and I'm sure that I frustrate and embarrass God and all because He had greater plans than what I decided to take for myself. But at the end of the day, even in my low, weak moments He's there because He goes before me and He loves me enough to stay there with me and not leave me to try to get out and figure it out by myself. He's Jehovah Shammah in the life of every person in this building today. And it doesn't matter how bad it is, how big it is, how bleak it is, and what it seems like you've been told. I want to just reiterate that the Lord has already beat you to it. You may not have even arrived there yet, but God has because He loved you enough to breathe into Adam and to make man out of dirt. He loved you enough to send Jesus when there was not a way, He made a way. He did it with two pieces of wood and nails and thorns and insults and death. And He made a way at Calvary by letting Jesus do what He was supposed to do and come out victorious. And He loves you enough not to leave you and go before you and always be there regardless of whether there is. Excuse me. And He... It's going to keep doing that until your time is up and my time is up or the rapture occurs. And a lot of people in this room and people watching us, I do it every week. And I don't know why I do it. I know the video switcher is up there. But have y'all ever noticed that when I say, and people watching, I look up that way and all that? There's not a camera up there. I don't know why I do that. But wherever you are seeing or hearing this, I want to tell you this. That there's not a mountain you can find yourself on top of. There's not a hot enough gate of hell you can arrive at. There's not a bad cancer diagnosis or uh, a warrant or divorce papers or unemployment or bankruptcy, or your children saying, I never want to have anything, there's nowhere you can go that the Lord is not there. It's not that God is there and He's condoning, or He's all about and He's okay with choices that other people make that put you there, but God loves you enough to stay there and be faithful and be Jehovah Shammah, and He can't leave you nor forsake you, church. And we live in a culture and in a time where we—I watched the video this morning about the alarming rate, and I'm going to just give you a quick statistic that I that I heard that when a person—and I have a personal, a personal um, burden for this—but then when people go through loneliness, that. Loneliness can be worse than smoking 15 cigarettes in a day. The toll that it has on a person's body. And see, I know for a fact, you can get to a hole in your life and you can be surrounded by people, but you can feel like you're on another planet somewhere and you can feel like the loneliest person in the world. You don't even have a soccer ball. Like, what was the movie Tom Hanks was in? Cast away. You don't even have a soccer ball. You're so lonely. But God can be there in a way that you can't explain, you can't tell anybody, you don't even know how it happened. But you can find God in a still small voice or in a rainstorm or curled up here on altar steps with praise music going. I can't explain what I'm preaching today. But I can tell you this without any wavering or stammering at all. Wherever you go in this world, you cannot outrun God. You can't get to a low place or a bad place or a negative place or a hurting place that you cannot find God. It is humanly impossible to go anywhere that God is not because God is love and God is everywhere you will ever find yourself. And I'm a recipient of that today. And God loves you. And He just wanted me to say, Here's your mail, and this is what it says. Whatever you're going through with, and some of us may feel like, well, right now, it's good this week. It's good. Last week was terrible, and the month before was terrible. It's good today. It's good this week. And God has already looked ahead five years, or five minutes, or five months from now. And He knows... He's already gone before me, you see. And he goes before us because he loves us, but he goes before us because he looks and sees. What our situation at that moment in our life is going to need and the people that's going to need to be around us or the people that's going to be needed to bear our burdens and lift us up. Don't ever turn away an opportunity to pray and be Jesus. Buy somebody's meal in front of you at the drive-thru at cookout or maybe Chick-fil-A in Scotland County at one day. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe, just maybe, but don't ever turn down an opportunity to be Jesus. Because God may have already looked and saw that you would be in that line. Or somebody would be working on the equipment at your house. And He would need to place you. Because yes, God is everywhere. But God also orders your steps to put you everywhere. Where you need to be. With whom you need to be with. So see, there's never an off time. I was on vacation last week. But not from being Jesus. I'm always called. I'm always expected. And God's always looking to make sure that I'm doing what I need to be doing because there might be somebody that He looked way down the road to put them in my path for me to help them out. As you stand with me this morning, and that means stand with me because I'm already standing. As you stand up today, I want to just just give you some, some assurance that the world, I'm assuring you that the world is not going to get any better. I'm assuring you and I'm promising you. We've been told growing up, we've been told through the Word that there will come a time when good will be called bad and bad will be called good. And if you do not see that happening, you are really in worse shape than people who are having surgery this week. It's getting worse, church. And it's all orchestrated. It's getting worse as far as the world goes. But for the believer, the body of Christ, it keeps getting a little brighter every day. It keeps getting a little brighter. And you know, last week... Last week, I was supposed to leave vacation and go to Rockingham and speak at a memorial service for a family that lost an 18-month-old baby without any warning. And I've, I've cried over that child leaving and that family I've really, we all have. Miranda, Joy, and... Aaron and Caitlin, they all work at this place where Pam, the grandmother, who was owner of the company, and, and, and we're all like family. But but I and they had because it was so hard on the mother, they had to, they had to cancel the memorial service. But I've asked God to help me. Because when the time comes, so I, can, I couldn't do anything when we ran up to Goldsboro today. That ha- But God, some way, through all of this, this unpredicted loss, Lord, somebody needs to just know that You're there. The hurt, the suffering. I can't imagine having a four-month-old grandbaby myself. I can't imagine that, church. And I try to. But I just hold on to the fact that that God's there. I don't understand it. I can't give you a biblical explanation. I don't know why we suffer. I don't know why things happen. But God says it rains on the just and on the unjust. And we all go through disappointments in this world. But I want to let you know God is still right there because He's Jehovah Shammah. And I want Linda and Sarah, if they would, to come and anybody else that may be having surgery or you were told this week or sometime recently some news that was devastating. It doesn't have to be Physical. Anybody. I'm just going to, I want to pray with them. I'm going to ask you to help me pray with them.